What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Mookie Finance Show podcast. Today, we're going to be recording episode number 53, and I want to talk about Coast Fire. Uh, now, this is probably a topic I don't think I've ever brought up before, either on my YouTube channel. Maybe I brought it up a few times in passing here on the podcast, uh, but I want to spend the majority of today's episode, if not the entire episode, um, explaining Coast Fire and what it is and something that I'm actually following now, kind of not by design. Originally, when I uh, decided to educate myself in the personal finance space, it was essentially I was essentially doing it to pay off debt, become financially independent so that I could do whatever I wanted. Uh, now, I think as life has gone on, I've been on this journey for this is my fourth year now. Uh, and then you throw a new new baby in the equation. I think my mentality has shifted from become financially independent to do whatever I want uh, to kind of reach coast fire status and then work just enough to cover my bills and still be able to do whatever I want. Um, now, the, the before I even talk about why the change happened, let me explain to you what coast fire is. So, Coast Fire is essentially someone who's on a slow path to financial independence, uh, someone who still needs a job to live that uh, fire lifestyle. Uh, so uh, let's say that uh, I am, I don't know, name a stressful job. I'm a lawyer. I make $200,000 a year and I hate my job. Well, there's two ways of looking at this. If you're trying to... Uh, become financially independent, you essentially save as much as you can as a lawyer. Let's say you save 50, 60% of your income. And then within 10 years, you might amass, I don't know, 1.5 million. And your withdrawal rate is only going to be, you know, two, two and a half percent or $50,000. And you say, okay, I can live off this the rest of my life. I'm fine. Um, the other alternative is save enough today so that when you're uh, reach the age of retirement, you're going to have that same uh, dollar value, that $1.5 million, but you essentially continue to work maybe a low stress or a simple job that just pays the bills and your investments uh, stay in the background working. You probably still can contribute to your Roth IRA or your tax advantage accounts, but that's really all you do. You're not trying to maximize every single dollar. Uh, so you you can kind of coast through life and still you know get to financial independence versus I think originally the fire movement was financially independent retire early that movement was and it still is uh, you work as much as you can you save every single dollar so that you can retire as quickly as you want but I think a lot of people once they reach retirement and they you know they might have some kind of vague uh, thought. Okay, in retirement, I, I want to do whatever I want. Well, I think you have to be a little more specific than that. Otherwise, um, you end up uh, spending a few weeks on the beach and you're like, well, this is boring. I want to do something else. And uh, me and my wife, when we first came up with the whole idea of becoming financially literate, of course, we our first introduction to uh, personal finance was through Dave Ramsey and we understood that, how bad it was the whole nine. Once we paid off the debt, we then shifted our focus to investing for the sake of becoming financially independent uh, and also for the sake of retiring early. Uh, we had this grand vision of uh, being in an RV, traveling the entire United States, 
visiting all the national parks, driving up to Alaska. I mean, we had all this stuff pictured. We we could almost smell it. Could almost smell the uh, the uh, the salty uh, sea from the Pacific. And what we realized is it was going to take us a lot longer than we thought. So originally we said, well, you know, let's do this in five years. And uh, if we, because what we've done is essentially once we paid off all our debt, we've just flipped the switch and the money that we use to pay off debt is now used for investing. So we paid off 87,000 in one year. Uh, since 2019, we paid, we became debt free June of 2019. So half of that year, I would say we, we invested around 40 or 50,000. And then 2020 was a full year of $88,000 invested. 2021 was $96,000 invested. And so far 2022, we've been off to a slow start because we have no cash. I think it's been $0 minus a little bit of the 401k, um, invested. So, what we realized is if we just go hard the first five years, uh, like our original plan was, we're not going to reach financial independence, but we're going to reach this thing called Coast Fire or Coast Fi. So we can now take our foot off of the gas and we can essentially just coast to financial independence. Now, the way we looked at uh, doing work that was meaningful but paid less or was less stressful but meant a lot to us uh, was through the lens of what are our passions. So for me, I like to educate people. I like being around people. I like being a leader. So for me, it was always going to be either I was going to run my own company and uh, do something around the around where my passions lied. I started a financial coaching business in uh, 2019 after I became debt-free, helping clients uh, sort of reach that same uh, debt-free uh, uh, goal. And that was a slow start. But then COVID happened. And I think a lot of people realized uh, finances are important. And I started getting a lot of clients. And then I figured out how to work Zoom. And now all my clients come to me via the internet in a different state. I don't even uh, do the whole door-to-door coaching that I used to do in 2019. So that you know has been growing, and it's been great. And then I thought, well, why don't I just put some of this stuff on YouTube uh, for free um, uh, and and see if I can teach people that way? And I've started growing an audience, and that's been great. And then I realized, well, I like to talk a lot. <laughs> and one, I put out a podcast, and I've been doing that. So I've been taking on a lot of stuff uh, on my plate. Now I'm currently writing a book this year, too. Uh, that's all with raising a four-month-old baby. So it's been fun. It's been hectic. My schedule's full again. Uh, but uh, we're essentially on Coast FI, right? So we're coasting to retirement now. And the reason we decided to coast instead of go head-on and and save the next you know five to ten years and then just fully retire is because we realized we cannot fully retire. Um, it, we, we set up a plan that uh, before, again, we knew we were going to have a kid that we were going to get an RV and travel, which is great. But then when you have a kid, you, you, you don't want to isolate your kid from all the other kids around them. So, I mean, it would be fun to load a kid up in an RV and go travel for five, six years. But then, you know, the kid doesn't get to see the grandparents or the cousins or their friends. And they don't sort of have a normal childhood. Not that if I had a childhood like that, I wouldn't complain. But I'm, you, you get my drift. 
so we had to rethink that plan and we said, well, we still like the idea of getting an RV. Um, we still like the idea of traveling the States, but you know, we want the kid to go to a public school system and kind of have a normal type of upbringing. Um, so why don't we do something that allows us to work for the school or work in the school district, have summers off when our kid is off from school, and then we'll go travel those, you know, three, four months in the summertime. And then those other nine months, eight, nine months throughout the year, we're going to work um, low stress easy environment job. And we then around, I would say March or maybe closer towards, uh, yeah, no, about March, about March, we realized March of 21, we realized this. And I quit my full-time job in March of 21. And I said, well, I'm going to go ahead and pursue what I've been kind of building on the sidelines here full-time. And uh, my wife took um, about half the year off. Uh, especially the first uh, part uh, of raising the newborn. And I think it's been really important that she's been able to bond with the baby and all that stuff that, you know, moms and babies do early on is very important. And I've been kind of peddling in the background with no job out of, except my businesses trying to pay the bills so far it's worked out, but uh, we do realize that there will come a point in time eventually that uh, we're going to have to either start pulling money from our taxable account to continue paying bills, or uh, we're going to have to go back to the workforce, at least one of us, uh, to um, make more money so that we can continue coasting. Um, as far as our plan is, one of us will work. Uh, I'm still working um, sort of what I'm doing here. I've scaled it down quite a bit. Um, the majority of my time is spent either on the book or uh, with my son and, uh, you know, a few YouTube videos, a few podcasts a month. Uh, but a lot of my time has been honed down to writing the book. Um, and I still not taking on any new clients for the coaching business, just working with, with people that have uh, already uh, kind of put under my wing and have been helping become debt free. But outside of that, decided not to take any more coaching clients and just kind of want to coast. Uh, there is a plan to go back to the workforce on a part-time basis as well. Um, this part-time will entail of driving a school bus for four to five hours uh, a day. Uh, so it'll be like a little bit in the morning, a few hours, two and a half hours, and then two and a half hours in the afternoon. But for the most part, my schedule will be open. And this would be a temporary role just to kind of help out the local school district. They do have a shortage of commercial uh, drivers and I do hold a class A commercials driver's license and you know the extra money uh, does help as well uh, to kind of cover some of the bills that uh, especially since my kid's been born I mean I haven't been able to focus on my business like I had up until that point and I think it'll, it'll help a lot to cover those bills um, I know a lot of you uh, have probably that watched the last video maybe saw the sponsorship ad in the video and you probably are not familiar with seeing those in my videos. Again, those are things that help me continue to produce this content uh, free of charge to you, the listener and the viewer. So hopefully you guys understand that. So now our plan has changed because we said, okay, we can't dra uh, drag our kid around the country for five to six years. That wouldn't be fair to him, uh, but we can for the summers. So uh, the plan is still to get that RV and get a nice shiny pickup truck to tow it um, and then hit the road probably 
early June and then come back late August, uh, early September to start school and just in time for the start of school. And then uh, once the kid is off to school, uh, both me and my wife can take a um, a job that is in our school district, in, in his school district, I should say, that is a uh, nine-month assignment job. Uh, my wife always wanted to be a teacher too, so I don't know if she's going to be a teacher or what. Honestly, I wouldn't mind just being the bus driver, but um, I can I can take on more uh, responsibilities uh, outside of that uh, within the school district. But I think you know I would have a blast just driving my son to school and back, and all his uh, ninety nine friends in the bus. Um, so that is the idea. of Coast Fire is you are living a normal life, a stress free life, but in the background you've amassed and saved enough, and so far. We have, um, depending on the market conditions, at the peak of the market, it was about 310000 invested. Um, and I think now it's down to one night, uh, not one night, God forbid, uh, 290. And we know that uh, sort of the lifestyle that we're going to be living in, in retirement, it's going to be quite simple. Uh, it, it's going to be um, low cost because we're not going to have any debt. Of course, inflation, uh, we do adjust for a 3% um, kind of inflation going forward when we did our calculations. And we also do a um, adjust for a 7% growth of our investments. That's after that 3% inflation. So essentially, we're adjusting uh, and making the real returns uh, or the nominal return 7, the real return essentially 4. And then our safe withdrawal rate, we're saying that what we're going to need to withdraw from the portfolio is going to be about 3%. At least that's what we've come up with. And that leaves us with 50000 or so a year in spending because, again, everything's paid paid off in cash. We're going to have a hefty cash position. All we uh, really have to do uh, going forward is essentially just max out our Roth IRAs, right? So if we max out our Roth IRAs, it's a thousand bucks a month or twelve thousand a year, um, and this two hundred eighty thousand that we have, uh, it continues to grow at seven percent. Uh, by the time I reach sixty years old, it's going to be um, give or take somewhere around the one point eight million mark that we can start to pull out. And again, if you think about uh, safe withdrawal rates, I think the biggest rule of thumb has always been: well, you 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 want to pull out. Four uh, percent, but because we, we we think we can make it off fifty thousand, uh, if we pull three percent, that'll be fifty four thousand dollars a year. Um, so that's where we get the one point eight million. That's sort of our uh, our fire number or our FI number. Um, with again the mortgage paid off, and which it will be. It's on a fifteen year right now. Um, no other uh, debt, no car debt, no student loan debt. Uh, the kids college fund is already a hundred percent funded so that it turns into about a hundred, 120,000 when he's 18. So we don't have to worry about that. I mean, we, we've put everything in place so that all we have to worry about is paying today's bills and today's bills look something like $50,000 a year. Of course, uh, the cost of, of groceries, the cost of gas, the cost of heating, cost of anything really has gone up uh, recently and uh, a kid is expensive too so i think in 2022 we're probably gonna uh, surpass that 50,000 we've been really good uh 2019 we lived off 30,000 uh 2020 
Uh, we bumped it up a little bit. Uh, 2020 was about 36. 2021, we spent 48,000. And, uh, you know, that's where I got the 50 from. And then 2022 so far, uh, I think we we're, were projected to be at 56. Uh, but uh, the kid's so expensive, really. Like, uh, the pack of diapers is just... And we use, like, some nice plant-based organic type diapers to avoid rashes and all that. But just, like, a, a box of diapers, 30 bucks, and he goes through it weekly, I feel like, a whole box. So that's just diapers. I mean, we start talking about clothes and all this other stuff, and it's just like, well, that's going to, you know, impact our budget. But, again, when it comes to uh, Coast Fire, we're, we're not going to have kids when we're 60. Well, not have babies. We're still going to have uh, our, our, our kids, but we're not going to have babies. We're not going to have to worry about the cost of diapers. So we think that um, with inflation, with all that in our 60s, 50,000 can cover it uh, in, in annual spending for today's dollars. Now, that 1.8 million again with a one with a 3% withdrawal is about 54. Uh, if we had to sort of adjust that and say, well, okay, maybe you know, our withdrawal rate or not our withdrawal rate, maybe our spending is going to be a little bit higher because uh, we are traveling the country and we're doing all this fancy stuff. Well, we can bump it up to 4% and be at 72000 in annual spending and still be able to make $1.8 million stretch uh, with a 4% withdrawal rate. So really, we've set up our Coast Fire plan so that $1.8 million is the target that's kind of what we're trying to attain. And we're looking at it backwards. So we're looking at, okay, how much money do I need today to be able to have 1.8 million when I'm 60? And our coast fire number at our current age, at, at my age of 32, of course, my wife is uh, my wife is younger. So if we take both of our ages and kind of get an average, that coast fire number is uh, 513,000. So if we had 513,000 today our uh our uh, number in retirement would be 1.8 million if we did nothing else and I I calculated a 7% growth rate with 3% inflation so the real rate of 4% and a 3% uh safe withdrawal rate. Now if I calculate which I think is more realistic a 10% uh, growth rate, and I calculate a safe withdrawal rate of 4%, which kind of is that rule of thumb. Uh, our Coast Fire number at our current age is only 164000 That means we have more than double the amount we need to reach our net worth. Now, it's important when you're making these projections, if you are somebody who wants to do Coast Fire, and hopefully I've done a good job explaining what it is and kind of detailing my plan in Coast Fire and what we're going to do. But if you want to do these projections, the investment growth rate that you use, I would suggest you use the most conservative one for your asset allocation. So if your asset allocation is 60% stocks, 40% bonds, I would say 7% would be realistic over the next 25, 30 years. If you're 100% equities and you're well diversified, meaning you got a little bit of US, you got a little bit of small cap value, you got a little bit of international, 
kind of on the whole world, the whole globe, I think a 10% uh, rate of return or investment growth rate is reasonable over the next 20 to 30 years. And that's, you know, on give or take, we've had a decade now where it's been like 14%. But let's just say over, over the long run of the next 20, 30 years, we do average that 10% like the stock market has historically. Uh, you put in that inflation rate, you want to make sure that whatever number it spits back out. And there's a great calculator. I use the one from uh, WalletBurst.com, their Coast Fire calculator. If you just Google it, I think it should come up. Um, where you just plug in your numbers. You essentially plug in your retirement age, how much... Uh, you want to do in retirement spending, what do you have invested, how much you want to continue contributing a month, and you plug in all these numbers like your growth rate, the inflation rate, the safe withdrawal rate. It's going to spit out a Coast Fire number that you should be at for your current age. And if you are at or above that number, like we are, we've more than doubled our number, we know we can take our foot off the accelerator and just coast. And that's the greatest feeling. I think that feels better than fire because fire was all about uh, cutting everything out of our lives so that we can invest and retire early. But we didn't really plan too far ahead on the retire early part. We just said, well, we hate our jobs, so we're going to retire early. Uh, But then, you know, once I started doing stuff that I was passionate about, and now my wife is starting to do stuff she's passionate about, I think the retire early part we have chopped off. We still believe in FI. We still want to be financially independent so that we don't have to depend on anybody else for our income. But we realize that we can coast there now. We don't have to be uh, so aggressive that we're trying to do it in the next five years, the next 10 years. And, then, you know, I think now, even now, a lot of people come up to me in, in our circle and they say, Monkey, I'm still confused. What do you do? Like, <laughs> What do you do for a living? And it, for me, it's like, well, that's a good question. It's hard. I have all these little side um, things that make me income. When you piece them all together, I guess I get a full salary or full year's income. But it's really a lot of side stuff that I do to piece it together. And the the fun part is, I do it on my own accord. I do it on my own time, whenever I want. If I don't want to, I won't do it. Uh, just like with the YouTube stuff, honestly, I started having less fun making YouTube videos. I realized that towards the latter half of last year, and I made the executive decision to do only four videos a month, and I feel great, and that's a decision I made, and maybe my income suffers a little bit for it, but I'll find income elsewhere to bring from the business to replace that. Same thing with the podcast. I love doing the podcast. And if the podcast never brings me another dollar in revenue, I'm still probably going to do the podcast because I just love doing the podcast. Um, same thing with writing the book. I I have the ability and the free time and I have the option to do that uh, and I'm choosing to do it. And if I'm writing the book and halfway I say, this book sucks, I'll just stop doing it. But I have that option, right? And I think Coast Fire has helped put a lot of stuff in perspective that if all my business venture stuff fails and I realize I'm I'm a terrible businessman, which I don't think I am, but let's say that's what happens. I still have my plan of just go work for the local school district instead of just driving 
the school bus on a part-time basis, maybe I can uh, be more involved on, on the gymnastics or the coaching uh, or the strength training for these young athletes, things along that along those lines that I'm passionate about and still have an impact on people. And maybe they'll let me teach a, a personal finance and investing course, <laughs> uh, uh, maybe sneak that in for the PE coach. But, you know, there's always uh, backups to backups. And I think if you're on that Coast Fire journey, you live a more relaxed, a more stress-free life and a life that's, in my opinion, more fulfilling. Um, if you're on the fire journey, like I was for the first three years, it was high stress, but it was really stress that I didn't have to endure, but I felt like I was putting myself through it just to save and invest every penny. And it was like, well, can I get my savings rate to 80%? Can I get it to 82 now? And, you know, as I brought my savings rate down, I don't feel as guilty spending money uh, like I used to. Uh, in in 2018, if, if I was spending anything that I wasn't using to pay off debt, I felt guilty. In 2019, when we started heavily investing in that summer, if I was uh, blowing money on anything except investing, I felt guilty. Same thing in 2020. And then, you know, finally towards 2021 with the news of the kid uh, expecting our first baby and, and him actually being born, I've loosened up quite a bit. And I said, you know, screw it. I'm going to spend what I want to spend. I have amassed enough wealth that I don't have to invest another penny and still make it to financial independence. It just takes longer. But who cares if I'm doing what I want to do? And I'm truly passionate about it, and it's making me uh, earn a decent living. I mean, I can pay my bills, right? That's all that matters. I have enough money stashed away to become financially independent at 60, and I have enough money here through my uh, businesses that I'm paying the bills. If that at any point changes, I'll just go get another job that pays the bills. It's very easy, especially in today's environment, to get a job that's going to help pay your bills, right? And if my bills are 48000 and projected 56000 this year, that's not a lot. Like any job you get, even entry level now, I feel like they're paying 20 22 bucks an hour. Uh, so if you just go a step above that, uh, you're going to be able to uh, continue to pay your bills, probably do a job that's low stress, um, and hopefully you find something that you're passionate about because at this point, money is not an object. Like money doesn't matter. Um, you know, if, if, if somebody says, I'll pay you 20,000 more to come work here, but you know, I need you on weekends or I need you on nights. I need you on call. I'm saying, no, thanks. I'll take the 20,000 less job that, uh, I punch in at eight. I go home at four 30 and, you know, I think coast fire gives you that. And coast fire just brings a whole different mentality to the table of being relaxed, calm, stress-free and what a great environment to be in especially as a new parent who hasn't had a lot of sleep in the last four months, to be honest. And, you know, the the new challenges of being a first-time parent, I'm sure all the parents out there listening, you guys have went through that. And for those of you that don't have kids yet, uh, just wait. Um, But, you know, having all that, the stress of not sleeping and kind of worrying every little detail about a new baby, and then to pile the stress of work on top of that, I think would break an individual. So it's been really nice that me and my wife in this last six months have just been able to take a chill pill, not worry about money, not worry about our jobs, and realize that we're still going to become financially independent 
at age 60. And that's kind of the whole message uh, of today's podcast is I think for us, I don't know for you, everybody has to make their own determination, but I think for us, the the fire uh, idea in our head was great. But then when we actually thought about real world applications, we realized we never wanted to retire early. Uh, we just wanted to be stable financially so that uh, when we do retire at age 60 and, you know, go set off on our on our full time RV adventures with, you know, the kids off to college or maybe even graduated college at that point point and married, uh, we'll be kind of, you know, empty nesters again doing that. But now I think we, we want to be able to earn uh, a normal living and not have to stress about finances, obviously pay the bills. Uh, and then the rest is already done. The hard part's done. We did the work. We invested over $300,000 in three and a half years. And now we get to just sit back and enjoy and watch that thing multiply. And then, like I mentioned, I don't know, was it the last podcast? But, you know, that is going to multiply quickly from 300 to 600, 600 to 1.2. And then that 1.2, eventually 2.4, it's going to happen very quickly. It's only going to take the next, you know, four doubling events in the next 28 years. And in 28 years, I will exactly be 60 years old. And at 60 years old, 2.8 million gives us the ability, even if we uh, did our safe withdrawal rate, again, this is saying that we're going to return 10% at at 2.8 million. If we used our safe withdrawal rate of only 0.3% instead of four, that still leaves us with about 84, 85,000 a year, which is going to be way more than what we need. We know already uh, we're going to be living in the woods (laughs) in our camper, uh, pretty much free. (laughs) So that's it, guys. Thanks so much for listening to today's message. Uh, If you could be so kind, if you're listening on the Apple podcast, uh, go ahead and leave us a rating and review. And if you uh, leave the review, I will read it live on air. Thank you guys so much for listening to episode 53. And as always, remember, move obstacles, keep investing.